This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to another Cravings podcast with Pete Dillon online at joy.org.au forward slash cravings and live Saturdays from 1pm on Joy 94.9 in Melbourne. Exploring all that's finest in food and beverage across Melbourne and Victoria. Sponsored by La Spaghettata. Over 35 years of food, family and fun at 238 Ligon Street, Carlton. Wine and dine with La Spaghettata for an authentic Italian experience. Pasta, wine, seafood, steak and so much more. Dine in and enjoy the authentic sights and sounds of Ligon Street. Or order takeaway now via Deliveroo, Uber Eats or Fedora. Eat, drink, love with La Spaghettata. Call 9663 6102. Visit laspaghettata.com.au or find them on Facebook. Hi, Fat Choi. I should. I will be saying. And uh, what else will I be saying? Chúc mừng năm mới. That's it. <laughs> we are talking Lunar New Year. It kicks off next week. Uh, it's a wonderful celebration of all things um, lunar and cultural. And we're going to talk about food. We're even going to talk to Elizabeth Chong. Yes, good, oh, good afternoon. We are talking cravings. It's one and a half minutes past one o'clock. Normally, I would say it's six and a half minutes past one. And because we've no news today, I've um, I'm a little bit discombobulated. <laughs> no news is good news. Well, <laughs> we could way. talk about American politics, but but we won't. Jesus, you were just over there. How's I was. Yeah. How is your mother and doing well? Everyone's doing really well. It was great to be back with everyone and um, at Christmas. With my family for the first time in 21 years, so it was nice. And, and it was how was cold? It? Was it cold? Yeah, it was freezing cold. Yeah, lots of turkey and roasting chestnuts over an open fire. Well, not so much the chestnuts, but yeah, lots of everything else. And um, yeah, it was really good. And spent good. Um, 11 days in New York City and saw all kinds of shows. Had all kinds of you know amazing food. Like a big gay tour of New York. It was. You? Yeah, <laughs> we stayed in Greenwich Village, so it was a really good good spot. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So hope Richard enjoyed it. He did. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was really good. So we're going to. Uh, We'll have a few show ideas that, that come out of that as well, which will be interesting. So it'll be good. And we need to say hello to your mother. Hello, Linda. Yes. She's in Hi, New Mom. Providence, New yeah. Jersey. Uh, she emailed me last week after she'd left you in New York. And right. she was she sounded quite crestfallen in her email because she'd up and left and she'd had you home for a few weeks. And I think she was already missing you. So, oh, that's nice. Linda, if you're missing, if, if you're listening, he's back. He's safe and sound. And uh, yeah. off we go again for a year of um, food. Fine. And we, we need to say chuk mung namoy. Chúc mừng năm mới, Pete. 
There you go. <laughs> See, I knew I'd get it. And uh, Gung Hai Fat Choi, uh, which, of course, uh, Lunar New Year is what we're celebrating today. So Jerry Mai is in the studio uh, giving us a conversation point from uh, a Vietnamese point of view because it's kind of different to, to the Chinese in some regards. Um, look, I like to use the phrase it's same, same, but different. Yeah. Um, culturally, Vietnam did come from a, a Chinese heritage. So we do celebrate the lunar year at the same time as they do. Um, certain aspects are the same, that, you know, the colour red, the colour gold, uh, prosperity kind of dishes that you, you share with the family. The red packet, I'm very glad the Vietnamese kept that. Yes, because um, it's got money in it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but this year's not good for me. I, I got oh. married this year, so it means that uh, I have to start handing them out now. Oh, right. Is that the deal? Yeah. So, well, last time I was here, I wasn't married yet. No, you so weren't. I was you given weren't. red packets. Yeah. Who makes that rule? Um, I, I want to just, find out who that person yeah. is. We, we need to speak to <laughs> them, We need I to think. speak to them, yeah. I think. But it just means now that I have to um, um, hand out packets to my right. younger nieces and nephews and and then, you know. You're not allowed to put coins in them, are you? Nah, it's just on notes, unfortunately. <laughs> um, we were going to have Jason Louis join us from the Flower Drum, but um, unfortunately earlier today he's had to withdraw. And Victor from Lee Ho Fook was also going to join us, but he might have double booked himself. So uh, <laughs> we will speak later in the program to Elizabeth Chong. Everybody knows Elizabeth Chong. Yes. I, have one of, I have one of Elizabeth Chong's watch. I'm a fanboy. Right. One of her walks. Do you, I, I have her cookbook. Mm. I think yeah. we all have her cookbook. I know, well, you, any household should yeah. have it. It's a standard, But she's, it? um, yeah. she's the ambassador for the Queen Victoria Market for Chinese New Year. So we're going to speak to her a little later in the program about... Um, her experiences, so we'll be able to add that, that layer of Chinese complexity. But Lunar New Year is celebrated in, in most of Asia, isn't it? Uh, all of Southeast Asia celebrates Lunar New Year. Uh, apart from um, the Thais and the Cambodians, Laotians, they follow another calendar. So that their New Year is around... Oh, really? March uh, or March or yeah, April, yeah, yeah. I think right. it is. Yeah. So Korea... Does Japan go through the lunar calendar like the Chinese or...? No, I don't think they do. No, no. no. I think it's it's um, China, Malaysia, Singapore, Singapore. Vietnam, um, obviously Taiwan, Taiwan, Taiwan. Korea. Yeah. Did I say that? Mm. Yeah. Okay. And what's uh, obviously we celebrate our own New Year on the thirty first of January, running mm-hmm. to a Gregorian calendar. The lunar calendar works slightly different. Do you know a lot about that? How it all? Works? Well, the lunar calendar goes on the the. the moon cycle but every now and again the month of either july or august doubles up so therefore it either lands this year for us lunar new year is very early because new year's day is on the 28th of january yeah yeah. so generally um so everything gets really pushed along after the 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 new year we've just Mm. you know the the western new year yeah Yeah, the traditional years and so um when the lunar calendar like i said doubles itself either around the the july august period and then so that drags it out to january february mm. um you you'll find that it either lands at the end of january or early mid february mm. um for new year's i think last year was the the 5th of february or something like that yes so well, the, the dogs went mad because i live yeah. in a neighborhood that is quite heavily populated yeah. with um so diagonally opposite i have uh, a family of she's a first generation australian but vietnamese parents mm-hmm. Her husband's Australian. Uh, then directly across the road, I have a Malaysian couple. Uh, next to them is a Vietnamese couple. Mm. To my right now, I have a Chinese family. And to my left, I have a Vietnamese family. So I am surrounded. Um, you must have in, the busiest street. Oh, it goes nuts. <laughs> it goes nuts and it goes nuts all night. Yeah. Um, crackers and drinking and fireworks and, 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 and all eating. sorts of stuff. Yeah. But it just it doesn't stop. Mm. Um, and up until just recently, I had a dog. 
my dog has been fostered because I'm leaving Melbourne. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so Sebastian's been fostered. So Sebastian hates fireworks, hates storms. Mm. Yeah. Um, so Lunar New Year for him was just terrible, a nightmare, <laughs> an absolute nightmare. <laughs> so yes, I'm um, I'm surrounded. So I get a, a good sort of sense of, of the importance to mm. to families. There's probably lots of stories where you can tell us about um, growing up and the the things that happened in your family. But we'll we'll hold off on those for a bit because we're going to spend all of our money too early, <laughs> get all the good stuff out of the way. Um, being back home, Tad, yes. how was how was your New Year? Did you did you see it in New York? No, we didn't. No, most locals don't go into Times Square. Right, um, it's not a very pleasant a experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I mean, you have to get into Times Square at nine a.m. in the morning. You're not allowed to leave Times Square. There's no toilets, so I don't know why anybody would want to. How be are people there. going through the the normal processes of depends. Evacuation? Can yeah. they run into a McDonald's? Or? No, you're not allowed to leave. That's the thing. So a lot of people wear depends, diapers, and nappies. just yeah. wet themselves. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that fun? Wow. <laughs> not. <laughs> not. Then, you've got to, then you've got to kiss these people and shake their hands and wish them Happy oh, New Year. I don't I think just, so. I can think of nothing worse. No, but, um, revolting. It is, yeah. And, and um, so, yeah, so most local people stay away. I, I think Times Square would be full of tourists and um, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But, tourists uh, and, and pickpockets and... Yeah, yeah. Be, uh, it's pretty secure. I mean, I think um, it's probably one of the safest places to be if, uh, you know, if, if you're going to be anywhere. But New York's quite a, a safe place anyway. It's not It's not like what it used to be, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> Ooh, they've I taken away know. a lot of fun. And you might have a female New York mayor, rumor tells me. Yes. Yeah, apparently. Mm. A, lot of, a lot of changes in... Uh, in in the states and and in New York and well, I like your current I like the current mayor of New York, Bill De Blasio, yeah. because he's a Democrat. Yeah, um, and <laughs> sorry, no Linda. other reason. Sorry, no other Linda. Reason. I know you're listening. Well, I think if he's he's starting to rally people and say you know this whole Trump thing is is nuts. Yeah, um, I think he would make a very good candidate for 2020. Yeah, yeah, um, and I think he's if he starts now, he might. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like I, one of the things that I was when I was going to go, you know, mm. looking forward to going home, of course, to see my family and all that. And with all of the changes that have happened in the United States politically, and, you know, you start to think, you know, has it really changed that dramatically? Is it, is it that place I always remember it to be? And so I was a little bit, you know, with a bit of trepidation going back to New York. And I thought, you know, I hope it, it's, it's still that place I know and love. And, and I mean, it, it is, you know, mm. the, there's still, you know, New York has a reputation of being a harsh and hard place. And, I can no. It's only slightly neurotic. Yeah. Well, no. But I mean, it can be a, a, a rough place as far as you know, people not giving each other you know the time of day mm, or mm. that sort of stuff. But I, I saw so many random acts of kindness, like on the subway, and people being kind to one another, and I thought that was quite nice to see. Do you, you, know? do you think that is a result of the the fact that Trump was president elect, and obviously I do. I'd like to think that. Mm. I'd like to think people are trying to channel that in a positive way for themselves and for each other, and. Um, you know, and of course, the, the bad things do happen in big cities as well. I'm not suggesting that it's, you know... I walked down the street well, in Melbourne. Well, Same yeah, deal. Yesterday, yeah. you know. Um, but um, but I, I thought it was quite interesting. And, and, you know, like the shows you see on Broadway, you know, the, you know, the shows have amazing messages and, and you know, the, the art installations are still there and there's still the activism. One of the things I wanted to do and what we did do is we went to um, the Museum of New York City and they had a, a, um, a, a an exhibit about... Um, uh, activism throughout the years, whether it's you know for for gay rights and uh, civil you know, rights, women's suffrage, mm. civil rights, and and you know I, I thought it was really 
for me, empowering to go and see that because it just reminds you that all those things are part of history and are there and nobody can wipe that out and, and that will continue. Mm. You know? Yeah, and I, I think that's one of the things I said this morning on here that, that um, I think what this presidency will do is actually get us active as far yeah. as, you know, revolutions don't happen without people. Absolutely. Um, there was no civil rights movement without Rosa Parks. Yeah. There was no uh, removal of apartheid without Nelson Mandela. That's there was right. no change in India without Mahatma Gandhi. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's, you look through history and, and social change happens because of revolution. It That's doesn't right. happen because of passivity. We can't just keep sitting back and saying, oh, well, it's only four years of Trump or it's That's only right. four years of Tony Abbott or whatever it might be. But yeah. it might turn out that he ends up reuniting everybody rather yeah. than pulling everybody, and you know, apart. I admire you your know. optimism. <laughs> but it's, you know what, You've you got to put to. it somewhere. I mean, yeah. well, you, look, you don't have to look so far. We're going to get in politics. That's just a fun thing to say. Yeah. If we don't have to look so far. We're all Australians here concerned about... Trump becoming uh, um, the president, or today he is. Yes, he you is. Know, he he's is no now president the president-elect. Elect. He is yeah. now the president, and we're all concerned about that. But, I mean, with that concern, we must keep in mind what's happening at home. Yes. How did 20 years ago Pauline Hanson get... Um, come into power and then come out of power and 20 years later she's back into power kicking yep. a big sink the first comment that comes out of her mouth is terrorist first send the Asians home so what I should have gone home to my country it's crazy. and then now she's got another group of people she wants to pick yep. on so oh, let's she's... let's focus I mean mm. I, I I get what's I know it was a great joke Trump and unfortunately yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately the joke is it's now yeah, the, 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 yeah. yeah. three Trump years 11 months and 30 <sighs> days right. to inaugurate a new president exactly right. so I mean a part of it is what are we going to do in Australia what are mm. we going to do for ourselves how are we going to help ourselves yeah. yeah and you raise a really valid point and we, we could continue on that it's for forever. a long time but yeah. It's, yeah. You, you're absolutely correct and the, the reactions of David Lionhelm Senator and, and Malcolm Roberts yesterday mm. yeah. after Melbourne's tragedy and then yeah. the reaction of Pauline Hanson it's, it just reminds us of how we, we, you're correct, absolutely correct. We have our own issues that we need to be perhaps tidying up our own backyard before we start slinging shit at our neighbours. Mm. Mm. But I think it's also important too to, to note that while I believe in people having a voice and, and speaking their voice and, you know, having, you know, civilised protests, it, 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 there's no room for violence in the protests. Like no. in the United States earlier this morning, there was some quite heated and it became violent. And I, I'm not for that at all, even though, you know, it's... It's just not the right way to go about it, you know. That's exactly right. I mean, um, it, it doesn't resolve, it doesn't solve anything. If anything else, it, it just fuels the, the whole matter. Yeah. Um, how, do we, how do we get into this very no, deep political know. discussion? <laughs> I'm especially talking about that when you're in food. Uh, it's 13 minutes past, uh, past one. We might take a little break and come back and start to talk about the food and the traditions of Lunar New Year in, in Vietnam, China and elsewhere. You're with Tad Lombardo, Jerry Mai and myself, Pete Dillon. I was at work. I was riding my horse. I was microwaving a watermelon. My iguanas escaped. There are lots of reasons why you may have missed your favourite show, but don't worry, because our podcast team has you covered. They'll work through rain, hail and national glitter shortages to bring you the best bits of every show. Visit joy.org.au and click on the podcast tab or head to the iTunes Australia podcast store and subscribe to your favourite shows for free. Thanks to our podcasters, you'll never feel guilty about missing a show again. Joy. We are talking about uh, Lunar New Year. We have Jerry Mai in the studio. A little later, we're going to speak to um, Elizabeth Chong, and I don't think there's a gay man that doesn't love Elizabeth Chong. <laughs> <laughs> She's like everyone's grandmother. She is, isn't yeah. she? And you're mm. saying Jerry Myers in the studio. Tad's here with me, of course. Yep. Tad will be uh, very soon to be driving this program. Yes. I'll just be the, the random guest that pops up from uh, <laughs> far north Brighton. Um <laughs> 
So, uh, we, sorry, we were talking about Lunar New Year, and we just had this very long discussion um, while we were listening to that track, which is which is New Year. Um, some of the things that are traditional in, in your your family, and then more broadly around um, around Vietnam, things that are put on the table to celebrate the New Year. What are some of those traditions, and what 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 do they mean? You talked about. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, my pronunciation is terrible, but um, <laughs> Bante and Ban Chong? You've done very well, actually. For a, a five-second class, you've done really, <laughs> really well. Whitey. My wife right. still sometimes uh, struggles with that, <laughs> and we've been together nearly 10 years. Right. <laughs> there you go. Um, look, um, Tet, or, or the Lunar New Year, um, is a huge celebration of the ancestors, um, the gods, the legends, and the family. So, for example, mm. on New Year's Eve... Um, or actually, a couple of days ago, you would have sent the stove god home. Right. That involves lighting incense with uh, fruits and, and candies. Who's and the so stove forth. god? There's a god for the stove. There's a god oh. for everything. That's great. <laughs> so he goes back to heaven. So it's well, like a stove. Yeah, he, so he looks after the stove. Yeah. So it's his house. It's his uh, job to keep the house fed and looked after in food and all your cooking yeah. and, and so forth. So every year you've got to send your stove god home to heaven. Yep. And in heaven, there is the emperor and, and, and the queen. And he reports to, to them how the day, your year has been. And look, they've had a really tough year. Can you yeah. help them out? Um, you know, throw can them a couple of coins. Yeah, can you yeah. give them a little bit more? You know, and then, um, and then he will report. Um, and then on New Year's Eve, we send um, the ancestors. We welcome the an- um, um, we have an ancestry table right. where we invite the ancestors back to have lunch or dinner with us. Um, and normally on this ancestors table, again, is um, fruits. Um, there's, um, what do the fruits signify? So the fruits are gold. So it's basically, can I pray to have enough um, prosperity for the year? So okay. it's like uh, gold is uh, custard apple. Your mm. uh, is coconut. No, is papaya. Uh, sai is a, a mango, um, so it's part uh, you know part of prosperity and the big watermelon. So it's right. it's it's prayer in 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 words of fruit, um, and then we have a um, whole poached chicken for the ancestry table. Uh, we have uh, you know um, crispy pork belly. We have candies yep. for uh, sweet words will come out of our mouth for the next year. I, I love this idea that you, <laughs> you can eat something that makes sweet words are going to yeah. come forth. Yeah, yeah. So for the, the rest of the year, you're going to say sweet things. Um, in my family, we always have all, all you know Southern Vietnamese. We always have uh, bitter melon is yep. to eat away the bitterness and the horror that was last year mm-hmm. and get rid of it. And then I, know, we'll I reckon there's a whole bunch of people that think 2016 <laughs> was a bit disastrous. <laughs> I can't, I, I'm it's so glad a, that's over. Going to yeah. be a lot of bitter melon eating in uh, yeah. In this, this and there's year. a lot of pork belly. So you know, around that this time of year in, in Melbourne, there's a huge pork belly shortage. Right. Um, yes, because right. uh, one of the main dishes is uh, for the Vietnamese community is a. Uh, um, caramelized pork belly with young coconut water and eggs. Right. Um, and so, and then the Chinese, it's all about suck, uh, you know, about roasting the pork. So there's a lot of roast pork belly. If you go on to, uh, say, Pacific House or something like that, uh, to pick, you, you'll find like a lot of Chinese Vietnamese people are picking up their roasts to, to put on the, the altar for the day. Right. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's huge. It's, it's, uh, something so cultural that I'm so glad that, uh, I can still be a part of. Yeah. Um, up until about a year or two ago, I was still cooking food for that table with my mother. Okay. 
Um, now, um, on those days, I get quite busy sometimes, so I'm unable to do that. And you get in trouble off your mum, don't you? Because you <laughs> occasionally work. Yeah, I get in trouble a lot. And this year, what I've done, <laughs> this year, like the first three days, the first, second and third, are, 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 are like pretty much like the Sabbath. Like You, right, you just right. don't work. You just yes. sp- you go to your family's home, you drink, you, you gamble, you play, you talk. Um and then, so for the last couple of years, I've committed myself to doing um, functions and pop-ups. So the last couple of years, I've been in trouble. This year, I'm going to be in bigger trouble. I haven't even told her. <laughs> She's finding out now, is she? She's, well, yeah. I haven't even told her that New Year's Day this year, we're going to be at Langway Festival. Right. Oh. Yeah. But at least I'll be in Footscray. Well, exactly. And trust me, I can assure you, you're not going to be short of food to eat in Footscray. No. <laughs> um, and is, is it true that you... Your behaviour on the beginning of the year is pretty much um, what you do around that time sets up what you do for the rest of the year? 100%. So um, on New Year's Eve, I have a brand new bag of rice in my house. Yes. I wash my car. Um, right. I've, I leave my mother's house because I go to the temple on New Year's Eve. Mm. I can't come back to the house after, mid- after midnight. Right. Because I'm, I'm not... My star sign most years are not good to enter her house. All right, so you're a snake. Yes. We determined, Tad, you're a horse. horse yep. And I'm a monkey. You're a monkey. Yeah. Last, that this year. Be. Yeah, this year. Mm. So my year is ending. So I also discovered right. in, in, in the Chinese horoscope that um, the year... So this year was the year of the monkey. So you're not supposed to have good fortune in the year, in your own year. You the next year is supposed to be better. That is correct. It's it's really contradictory to what we believe in in, in Western yeah. culture. That if it's yeah. my star sign, my year, yep. it's my you know it's right. I'm a Leo, so you know around July is a great time for me. It's only because yeah. I drink so much, but <laughs> it's a great time, you know. But um, in Chinese and and uh, and Vietnamese culture, if it's your year, you're supposed to avoid any major decisions. Oh, good right. God! I and, made and a what have you done? <laughs> All new decisions. Yeah. But, you know, you should sleep on it until the twenty uh, seventh. No, no, I think it's, <laughs> I think my decisions are good. Yeah, yes. but you're not supposed to make business decisions. You're not supposed to do any of that. Um, so the the best year is the year after. All the business decisions. That's great. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. You're good. You're good. So it's interesting, though. I think year. it just seems to me like it has so much more meaning and relevance to a lot mm. of people than what. West, the Western well, New Year, the Libra just, or your Aquarius, yeah, mm. you know, yeah, it, it definitely is. It's like I said, it's uh, it's a, a religious affair yeah. uh, and it's a cultural affair. Mm. Um, like I was saying before, I still. Um, up until like a couple of years ago, I still I would cook at home with my mother mm. and prepare all these dishes. Uh, you prepare dishes that you know your whole family likes, your and your grandparents will like. So what sure. does her parents like, and what do my dad's parents like? Because we're inviting them home mm. for for a meal, yep. so we've got to keep all that in mind. And so, and, what, what what are family favourites in in the my house? Well, you know the the pork belly. My mum's parents like the um, we do have a shredded pork and a pork skin. And roasted rice, and you add that to, um, uh, you season, you add it to like a vermicelli noodle salad. Mm, so it's yum. a shredded. So it's really, really nice. My uh, dad's side likes, uh, my dad's side's from northern Vietnam, so they have this dish that is pork hock uh, grilled over the char grill, and then you braise it down with heaps of um, galangal, chili, garlic, turmeric, mm, and um, fermented rice. 
so we always make that. So, you know, yep. it's all about um, different things that each each family will vary from family to family. But the, the basic dishes that need to go on an altar or, or to be celebrated, like a, a long-life noodle or prosperity salad mm. or, a, a, you know, pork belly and young coconut water, they're all traditional dishes that every household would have. Right. Um, and I love cooking all those sort of dishes with yeah. my mum because sometimes through the year we won't cook those dishes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, it's really odd because, um, you know, I came here when I was quite young and I've got two younger brothers yep. and, you know, one's 30 and one is 26, 27. I should know, but I don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ish. But my youngest brother probably has no idea about all this. Right. Right. Um, he hasn't experienced it. Though what he's there all the time, but he's just not one it's of those different. things yeah, yeah yeah it's very different yeah and I'd, I'd, I'd like to think that next generations when when we have kids and mm. and and people in my generation that have kids will go back to teaching their kids this because this could be something that could be lost for us here of course yeah. it could and that yeah. you know that, 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 that happens with the diaspora across the globe you sort of mm. we see it in in all sorts of communities we're gonna have a couple of brief messages we're gonna come back and talk some more about lunar new year with jerry my tad's gonna ask some questions i'm gonna shush for a minute and then we'll uh, we'll speak with elizabeth chong you're on cravings it's half past one you're listening to a Joycast from glbtiq community radio station joy 94.9 and here we are. It's 27 minutes to two. Jerry Myers in the studio. We are speaking Lunar New Year a little. In a few moments, we'll speak to Elizabeth Chong, who might give us a slightly different perspective. And I'd love for you to ask her some questions. Yes, I think I have a lot of questions. For <laughs> yeah, good, years. good. Chukmung um, Namoi is uh, the correct way to say uh, happy. It's a happy new year. What do those four yeah. words actually mean? Chuk um, is. Chukmung um, um, is like. Uh, how do I explain it? Chukmung is celebrate. Yep. Uh, and Nammo is New Year. Okay, so, so celebrate, celebrate New, New Year. Year. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure I've got it right in Chinese. Gong Hai Fat Choi. Yeah. Very good. Oh, I need thing. to go home and talk to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years. Hey, um, Asia Topia. Now you're doing something in the Arts Centre with uh, Victor from Lee Ho Fucht. Yep. Lee Ho Fucht, not Lee Ho Fucht. Yeah. And uh, also, <laughs> also with uh, David Moyle, who is not Asian at all. But, no, uh, he's a token Asian. Yeah, okay, he's a Tasian. <laughs> yeah, Tasian. Um, we, we always need a token ta- Asian. Tell us about Asiatopia. Asiatopia is part of the Arts uh, Centre Festival, um, which starts actually in a couple of weeks, and it goes for, I think, about four or six weeks. And we're taking over the kitchens. Uh, David Moore's taking um, one of the cafes. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the cafe uh, Vouve. Yeah. And um, Victor is going up to the dining room. Right. So while you go to these performances, performances from um, uh, musicians, actors, dancers all over Asia, and they've all come down. And so we're taking over the kitchens just to produce some food. Mm-hmm. Um so while you're going through these performances, uh, pit stops. So you, yep. you have um, uh, David Moore's doing something from Long Song, yes. uh, which is part of the Long Grain Group, the yep. upstairs bar that he's mm-hmm. doing. I'm doing um, rice paper rolls and what I do best, Vietnamese street food. Goi Kwan? Goi Kwan? Yeah. Not this time. Okay. But we will. Um, and then um, Sorry, Victor's... I'm full of Vietnamese words today. I know, you're really pulling out. Yeah. off my time. I hope my wife's listening. <laughs> um, and then Victor's got the dining room upstairs. I think he's got a six and an eight course. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, his food's amazing. David's food is also amazing. Uh, they're really good guys. I'm lucky to know them. 
Um, they're lucky to know me. Yeah, of course. Um, that goes without <laughs> More importantly. <laughs> um, and it's going to be great fun. We'll be there. We'll be um, kicking on at night time there with them. That's great. So I think it's going to be great fun. It's a combination of the art and the you Yeah, know, the, so it's the art, meat, food, food, yeah, meat, art. Like and, and it's, you know, they're doing something that's a little different that normally isn't offered. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be really good fun. So you can go and watch amazing performances. And I've seen some of them and it just yeah. blows my mind. Um, and then you can um, also sit back and have a six-course meal with Victor upstairs, or come and hang out with me and Victor, um, with David. Have some some street food, which is yeah. kind of it's what you do at Phnom. Yes. So um, we're doing um, like bun mees and fur, I think. And yeah. um, David's going to do some skewers and stuff from the grill. Um, I've had a brief look at some of the menus, and it looks amazing. And I can't wait to go. <laughs> That's I good. can't wait to try. Well, it. If you're excited, yeah. um, do you get excited when when you see? Other restaurants starting to to grow. Like we we waited for God knows how long for um, Tim Hwan to open mm. across the road. Have you been? Yes. I think I'm it's a bit rubbish. Then okay, cool. And then there's <laughs> yeah. the one in the Emporium. Uh, um, Din Tai Fung. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a bit ordinary as well. I think the thing is that they're a huge change. Change yeah. they're franchises yeah. now. You know they're. It's like the McDonald's of yeah, exactly. Yeah. So mm. I don't think that the love in it has gone. I can't say. I mean, I don't own a chain or franchise. We have two stores, and true, mm. the fact we only have two stores is because we want to be out of quality control. Yeah. Um, getting out of hand, three, five, six, seven, eight yeah. times ten stores for what we do is very difficult. Sure. Uh, consistency is the key to the success that we have. Yeah. Uh, and people say, why don't you get you know greedy and just open. Everywhere, um, that takes someone away can your do that. Integrity. Yeah, someone can do that. Yeah. Someone can buy well, me. Well, they already have. There's, there's Fur Twenty Four or whatever. Mm. That's a chain. Mm. Well, yeah, and there's Rolled, and that's a huge yeah. chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think while I'm still in my business, I wouldn't want that to happen to my business. Yeah, no. it's, it's interesting. One of the um, is it Tim Ho, what is it? Tim Hoan. Yeah, yeah, Tim Hoan. Yeah. Sorry, they just opened one in the West Village in New York City, mm. and they're during their soft opening, and we went to. See if we can go for dinner. You couldn't make a reservation, but it was an hour and a half wait, and mm. I wait for no one, so we didn't go. No, you know, I'm not I'm waiting sorry, an hour and a half for dumplings. No. So I, there was queues over here because I could see them out the window for months yep. after yep. the one opened. I went into the next little arcade. There's a place called Shandong Mama. Yeah, so mm. good. Their dumplings are yep. incredible. Yeah, Those mackerel so dumplings yep. are superb. So I, I don't understand. And then when I've been twice to this one because I wanted right. to review it, um, and both times it was utterly disappointing. Right. Mm. But I think it's one of those things that you're saying. Mm. They're they're actually I mean, they're chains, and, yeah. and when they become a chain, mm. um, they, they lose something. Burgers. I think mm. unfortunately, so, 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 that's where I will wait. I will wait at In and Out for a decent burger. Yeah, that, you pick and choose who you wait for. <laughs> that was a long yeah. line In and Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a long line. It wasn't In yeah. and Out. No, <laughs> it was in, and then sort of. Mm, oh. um, yeah. It was like the British. You know, the oh, British. It took a long time to get in. A long time to get out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the British are passive aggressive queers. Yeah. So oh, aren't of, they yeah. just? And the I British get into a queue, and then they they just stay there. They went. They sort of, but they they don't moan about it, and they don't bitch like about being in a queue. But um, <laughs> they sort of get this little snipey sort of. Mm, well, it's rather taking a long time. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the civilized way. Yeah, the British queue like. No other people on earth. No. It's alarming. Um, so, Asia Topia runs from when? Um, for us, it runs from the 14th of February to the 5th of March. So, it's a good way to celebrate right. Valentine's Day, isn't mm. it? Go and see a show and have some street food. That's when the three amigos would be there. Mm. I haven't run but that by them. I should run that by them before I use it. Yeah, you should. Yeah. yeah. That would be right. 
<laughs> we need to come up with a, a collective Asian word for amigos. Yeah, we should. Mm. Let's think on we'll that. Yeah, we'll yeah. work on that. Let's Before workshop you go, it. Let's workshop that. Um, well, what we might do is take another brief break and we'll grab Elizabeth Chong on the phone because I'm dying to talk to her about what she's doing at Queen Victoria Market and add to your layer of stories as well. Bonjour, I am Gabriel Gatte. You are listening to Cravings with Peter Dillon on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. Uh, yes, the voice of Gabriel Gatte, unmistakable, and one of the very early pioneers of food on television. But he wasn't alone. There was another sprightly young lady who also spent a lot of time on television cooking and uh, educating us on all things Chinese. We are delighted to have her on the phone. Her name is Elizabeth Chong. She is an ambassador for uh, the Chinese New Year celebrations at the Queen Victoria Market. Elizabeth Gong Hai Fat Choi. You say that very well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And uh, do, you, do you understand the same uh, um, salutation in Vietnamese? No, I don't. Well, you're about you? to, yes. Chúc mừng năm mới. Oh. That's, um, that's <laughs> that, that, that sounds very much shorter. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's four um it's four, four words. Four yeah. words. It's very much the same as 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 yours. So um that's Jerry Mai. Yeah. She is from Phnom. Uh, Jerry's a Vietnamese <laughs> specialist, a street food specialist in Melbourne. Good. And Tad is also in the studio. His voice is American, and he doesn't say any um, of those words. No, that's unfortunately. That's <laughs> yes. Hey, um, so you're an ambassador for the Queen Victoria Market for uh, the Chinese New Year celebrations. Well, uh, not only for the Queen Victoria Market, for Chinese New Year generally in Melbourne this year. Uh, I was ambassador for Sydney a couple of years ago. I don't know why, but uh, now, <laughs> now I'm ambassador for Melbourne. You get a pass. You get a pass. <laughs> hey. Yes. I want to jump back to your, your early days of, on television because that's, I think, how we all came to know you. Um, yes. how, did, how did you get into television? Um, I didn't seek it, uh, Pete. Am I talking to Pete? Yes, you are. Yeah, Pete. Um, Pete, I, I, I've had a cooking school since 1961. That, that's going back 56 years. And at that, one, at that time, I think, I, I think it might have been even 19, late 1970s or early 1980s, I had a student who was in the executive part of Channel 10, and she was one of my students, and she suggested, she said, I'd like you to come to Channel 10. I feel you should be on television. And I said, really? <laughs> and uh, so I went along, and the next thing I knew, I was on Good Morning Melbourne, and that was with Annette Allison and Roy Hampson. That was a long time ago. And I, I shook and I, you know, I sort of didn't know which camera to look at, but <laughs> I, 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 I had to learn. I had to learn. And then Good Morning Melbourne closed and Good Morning Australia took its place. And Bert Newton liked me. that was me. with Bert, yes. Yeah. And I think Bert and I sort of continued, uh, you know, for 14 years, a really, really great relationship. You know, I was with Bert every week, sometimes more than once mm. a week. Sometimes I did other, other shows with them. And uh, so I've enjoyed Melbourne's television. Well, that, that was more than Melbourne. That was national uh, with Good Morning Australia. Good Morning Melbourne was just Melbourne, but Good Morning Australia went right around. And then I got known, I think, all over the other states. And wherever I went, people would recognise me because they used to see me in their own living rooms while I was still in their dressing gowns, I guess. Yes, indeed, in, in their pyjamas as a young kid. Yes, and, um, and it's funny, you know, they, they, get to, they get to know the different personalities on TV as though they know you, don't they? Well, Jerry Ma, you can answer that question. You've done television. Yes. I don't think I've done that much television. 
You've done MasterChef? No. We, we're trying yeah. to get into MasterChef, remember? Oh, that's right. So yeah. which one have um, you done? Should, um, I did postcards and oh, a couple sorry. of things on SBS, but um, no, no one recognised me. It's really nice. Well, it's great. Well, Good Morning Australia wasn't just occasional. It was just every week, maybe two or three times a week for 14 years. And so you do become a part of their lives. Um, people who switch it on the morning for company and, and I was told by many that they used to always turn on their television in the morning when they knew I was coming and all that was really nice Well, There, there, is, nice. A, there is a sense of, of, of a relationship with you because of um, I guess because you have been in our living rooms for so long there, there's a, I was yeah. saying earlier it was you're sort of like a, a pseudo grandmother for me just um, <laughs> watch, watching you cook um and I, I was, I always wanted to cook, and so I became a chef. But watching you cook on television, I think was um, there was almost a sense of inspiration to say, "Oh my God!" You know, the the, the food oh, uh, for a, a, a young country kid was was quite exotic. Thank you. Oh, that's really nice. So thank you very much for that, Pete. And, uh, yeah, I, I often get surprised by people who say, and I, I sort of think they're the, the same age as I am. I forget what age I am. And, and, they'll, say, and they'll say to me, oh, I used to, I, I used to watch you instead of watching kindergarten on the air, and I used to pick you. And I thought, oh, <laughs> I didn't realise I was that old. But um, this is happening very often now, and I, I think that's lovely. They still remember me from those early, when they were kids, when they liked yourself well you also you also brought a, a new style of food to us because again i was i was in a in in the country i was um you know yeah. we didn't we didn't have a, a great uh, palate everything was meat and three yeah. veg so to get a, yes. a sense yes. of um a sense yeah. of, of something yeah. different it's almost almost exotic isn't it to to think of something that's different from meat and three veg and and i i think i have a knack of making it very, very uh, available and easy for anybody to do, you know, because I, I I cook fairly simple food, good food, but I, I'm not one to go in for complex, long, long preparation dishes, you know, and I think that's probably had a bit of an impact that people were cooking what what I would put on television. I think at one time they sort of did surveys well they did them regularly and more people would want my recipes I think because they were they were easy to execute. Mm. Um, some of the traditions that exist for um, the Chinese New, Year, tra- uh, Chinese New Year celebrations. What, uh, what are some of those traditions? That's fa- it's a fabulous time for eating. <laughs> for Chinese people, <laughs> it's a fabulous time. It's almost like the one time in the year in which you can indulge and feel great about it. Uh, you can also spend a lot of money, well, as much money as you can afford, because it's um, the right time to do so. And you do it in the company of your friends and your family, particularly, you know, it's a reuniting of families that you might not have seen. They've lived overseas or interstate, and they make a big effort to get together. So that's part of the joy as well. They put the foods themselves are the best the best of everything and when you think of that you think of wonderful seafood such as crayfish and and prawns prawns is actually ha in chinese that's the name that's the word for prawns and, and ah. it's got the so- same sound as laughter ha ha and so mm. and so it's symbolic chinese food is symbolic new year even more so so uh, lung ha that that's the um, crayfish is big laughter lots of laughter and um so we love we love all sorts of seafood at that time and what 
New Year table would be without roasted meat. You know, the roast duck, the trinity of wealth, the pork, roast mm. pork, crackling pork, uh, fish and chicken. And the fish is symbolic too, um, Pete, because the fish, when it's served whole, represents more than enough because the Chinese word for fish is you and that has the same sounding as abundance or more than enough so that augurs well for the next year but if you chop off the head or the tail well then you're chopping off your luck so you have to serve the whole fish mm. and it's very very symbolic and, and we sort of take it all in even though I'm, I think I'm a very modern person uh, at Chinese New Year I, I sort of when I'm eating those I sort of take them to me as all being for good things for the next year. Jerry, that's not unlike what you were talking about with your family. <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, we have um, some traditional things like, um, what's it called, um, fat choy, which is like a dried moss, and that's teamed up with pig's trotters. And dried moss, fat choy, has the same sound as prosperity, and therefore when it's done with pig's trotters, it's called uh, prosperity in the hand. So that, that means a lot of money for next year. <laughs> that, that, oh. It's 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 not. Uh, we sort of. I was. We were talking to Jerry before we, we we you joined us, Elizabeth, and she was talking about some of the the traditions in Vietnamese culture, which are, are, these are sounding quite the same. Yeah, they're very similar. Yeah, it's going with dishes that um, have names that represent certain things or mean certain things um, that we celebrate with. But my yeah. most important question is, uh, what time should we come over for dinner on New Year's Eve? <laughs> Well, I will have someone else who will cook for me or I'll go to a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we decided we're all hitting flour drum? Yeah, uh, yeah that's right. The, the, the New Year dishes involve a lot of work. <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to cook all day. As, as, I didn't, as I remember, my mother and grandmother used to be toiling for days before New Year, you know, so that they wouldn't have to cook on New Year's Day because you're not supposed to have any sharp implements on, on New Year's Day, you know, knives and scissors are not good mm. uh, they, that, that's like it's killing and it's cutting luck and okay, so they right. they prepare everything ages before dumplings sweet dumplings a lot of sweetie things uh, or also I remember mother used to say I can't cook anything that's sour or bitter on, on New Year's all the celebrations was, the was there a reason well because you don't want to have a sour or a bitter year mm-hmm. so you have everything sweet have lots of sweet things. Mm, it's, they're, they're, beautiful, they're beautiful stories. Elizabeth, you came to Australia when you were three, is that right? What's that? You came to Australia when you were quite young? Oh, yes, I did. I did. And uh, that was just... <laughs> as a result of the white Australia policy, actually. Uh, we've almost forgotten that that existed one time. But um, my father was Australian-born. My grandfather came out here in 1853 and was virtually a pioneer of um, northwestern Australia up in Wagunya. Mm-hmm. Do you know Wagunya? Yeah, yeah. Up next to Rutherglen, yeah. yeah. And um, he became a road contractor and owned the general store there. And my father was born there, so that made him an Australian. But he married in China, and my mother, Australian, uh, is Chinese, you see, Chinese-born. And uh, But he brought her out to Australia, and they had my eldest sister and my eldest brother born here. And then when she was pregnant with the third child, um, the White Australia policy said that all Chinese-born people had to go back to China. And so my father had to sell up and everybody went back to China and about three or four years later I was born in China. And um, when I was three he was able to get a visa out for my mother and myself who were considered to be aliens then. But my other brothers and sisters are all Australian born. 
so that's how it came about. But mm. uh, coming up with three, Pete, I don't remember China then. I don't. I, Australia is my home, mm. and, and English is my language. Yeah. Because of three, that's all you know. But I've inherited all sorts of, um, uh, you know, cultural things. Mm. Is, that, um, is that coming from your, from your mum or from your grandmother? Yeah. Or? Oh, oh, both. And my father, actually, mm. even though my father was Australian-born, he spent his, his early years in China and came back and started businesses in Australia. So he was sort of... Um, he was uneducated Chinese way and Western way, which is amazing. This was the way his life was, uh, because he became one of the most successful businessmen in uh, Chinese businessmen in Australia, uh, and he he was, well, I suppose, illiterate in both both uh, languages. And yet, I remember reading the newspaper to him every day, and um, it you know. But I. He, he taught me to be very proud of my heritage, but at the same time, he's a very modern man, and I was given the best of everything that Australia can give, so I had the best of both worlds. That sounds like uh, we're all richer for the experience. So your oh, your role at Queen Victoria Market for yes, yeah, for the at, at noon, yeah. noon on the twenty on the twenty eighth, I shall be cooking on the stage and talking, and then at 3 o'clock I will be at Queensbridge on the same day, that's the 28th of January, and then the next day, the Sunday, the 29th, I will be at Queensbridge again, and uh, then again on the 12th of February at Queensbridge. Where do you, so, where, where do you find your energy? Um, <laughs> can I say Chinese food? <laughs> well, you probably could, because if that's the secret yeah. you want to know, because I'm, I'm sure you won't mind me saying this, but you're 85. I know, I know. Nobody believes it when they, no, I don't when they talk to me or see me. No. I, I don't know. It's a little bit of a puzzle. And um, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't particularly think about, about it. I, it just is. And I know that people are always... Some people call it bizarre, actually, but I'm <laughs> we're, we're all just sitting here. Oh, if you could see the faces on the tables, <laughs> we're all just sitting here shaking our heads. Elizabeth, we have to go. Um, thank you <laughs> yeah. so much for joining us. And yeah, I'll, I'll say it again. Gong hai fa choi. And gong hai fa choi to you and all of yours. Gong hai fa choi. Thank you, Elizabeth. Elizabeth Chong. She is uh, at Queen Victoria Market. You heard those dates. She's remarkable for amazing. She's amazing. I see her at Queen Victoria Market when I go there to shop or in Richmond. And I have to admit, I'm a bit of a fangirl. I kind of look at her. Yeah. I I didn't tell. I have one of her walks. Yeah. I'll, sure, I'll tell you one day about how I came about that. Um, It is four minutes to two. We need to um, play a few little notes and, and then we'll wrap up. You're listening to a Joycast from GLD, TIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. I cannot believe that Elizabeth Chong is 85. I it's hope I look that good at 85. I hope I've got half Absolutely. of her energy yeah. at 50. 50. Oh. Good God, she's incredible. So you can go and see her at the Queen Vic Market, but she's, she's a good bird, she's fun. Yeah, I bump into her, so I'm yeah. going to say hello next time. Yeah, Instead yeah, of just yeah. like swallowing my tongue and googie-gagging, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll say hello. Um, so now, people want to get in a bit more information about Asiatopia. What would they do? Go to the Art Centre website. Yes, go to the Art Centre website. They want to know a bit more about Phnom and what Jerry Mai is doing. They can go to Phnom website. We're yeah. also hosting a um, tert dinner on February the second yes. um, at our Emporium store. Um, it will. Inv- um, it's an early dinner, six o'clock dinner. We'll have uh, lion dancing. We'll do six courses. Uh, of 
dishes and and and, and th- uh, um, that I celebrate with at home, yeah, um, and with other family members, and so I'll put that on the six courses. Five courses. I keep getting in trouble because I keep increasing the courses. <laughs> David's losing his David's mind. losing his mind. Yeah, the bloody food costs the yeah. Yeah. David and Olivia are losing their minds at me. Um, so so um, so we're hosting a dinner on the uh, Thursday the second. So um, to book, just email Jerry at fernom.com.au. Excellent. I think we should go, Tad, because that's yes. part of my farewell tour now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, this is uh, my. There's, there's two more episodes of right. Cravings where I'll be in it's the studio. Third to last, yeah. It's my third to last. So I'll be here next week, and then the following week we'll have a bit of a, a bit of a knees up because um, I will be moving to another state. But I'll still be doing the show yes. with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, coming up on the Escape Pod, the boys are going to take you to Jordan and Israel to the thriving gay populaces that are Jordan and Israel. Um, I would, um, te- I think Tel Aviv and Amman are the two places they'll be. Exploring. Have you been to the Middle East? Uh, not to Israel, but I've been to um, Pakistan and Dubai. And, mm. yeah, no, I, I... Gay life no. in the Middle East. Not something that I imagine. It's no. not, the, not a gay destination holiday. Not, not maybe, something I want to go to. But I'm to. sure Russ and Andre <laughs> will entertain you and, and tell you a bit more information. Tad, we'll be back next week. Yep, no idea sure. what we're talking about, but we'll be we'll back next week. Um, Jerry, always good to see you, darling. It's good to see you. Uh, that's us done. This has been Cravings. He has been Tad. I've been Pete. We will be with you next week. Until then, have a very good Saturday afternoon. Thanks for listening to another Cravings podcast with Pete Dillon online at joy.org.au forward slash cravings and live Saturdays from 1pm on Joy 94.9 in Melbourne. Exploring all that's finest in food and beverage across Melbourne and Victoria. Sponsored by La Spaghettata. Over 35 years of food, family and fun at 238 Ligon Street, Carlton. Wine and dine with La Spaghettata for an authentic Italian experience. Pasta, wine, seafood, steak and so much more. Dine in and enjoy the authentic sights and sounds of Ligon Street. Or order takeaway now via Deliveroo, Uber Eats or Fedora. Eat, drink, love with La Spaghettata. Call 9663 Visit au or find them on Facebook. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.